Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hi everybody and welcome to the following on podcast. This is Darren Goff, Steve Harmison, Matt Pryor and me, Mark Nicholas from Antigua, where England have had a terrible day, losing the second test match by the margin of 10 wickets, a horrible beating and of course therefore losing the series two to the West Indies. England started the day well enough. They bowled West Indies out in around about an hour and a half for 306. That was a deficit of 119 after the first innings. But once again, England found themselves with problems at the top of the order and suddenly they were 59 for four. Joseph goes in and bowls in! Denley's left it! Well, if they're in trouble before, they are definitely taking on water now. They're 59 for four, still trailing by 60. England bowled out then for 132. Hold that goes in, right arm over. Just Butler's been caught in front and it's out! LBW! And England's last chance of having anything in this test match has just gone with Joss Butler. West Indies needed just 14 runs to win the test and take the series. Here's Jimmy Anderson. New over, short and pulled away by Campbell for the winning runs. He punches the air in celebration. The West Indies have beaten England by 10 wickets. Everything points to a very one-sided contest, and that's the result of the game. After the hammering in Barbados, it's a 10-wicket victory for West Indies here. This is like going back, as I say, to the glory days. If the great side of the 1980s had won today, we'd be talking about the whitewash, or the blackwash as it was called, because England simply can't live with them. Well, that's how it looks here. Well, it's a massive series victory. If you look at the teams, the major teams the West Indies tend to play against in their own country, they tend to lose. It's very difficult for them. They're ranked seven or eight in the world for a reason. England come here. We all predicted an England series win. I predicted 3-0. And I still stick with it. If England would have had the mindset right, the preparation right, they 
it's just but they've, they've just played terrible. The batting has been an embarrassment, and I, I can't I can't sugarcoat it. It's been an embarrassment. They've had no game plan. We've got nobody who can score runs. We have had no partnerships. We've had no partnerships so far. The bowling's been okay. The bowling's been okay, but we got selection wrong. There's so many things that have gone wrong in the two test matches we've had so far in this series. Matt, Harmy, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, not good enough. Yeah, I look. I want to look at why is it not good enough? Why were we not good enough in these conditions? The clarity of thought of our opening batsmen, the ability to have we are we mentally strong enough? Are we mentally strong enough to weather the storm of Shannon Gabriel bowling at 150, testing your ticker on the back foot, bringing you forward on the front foot from Kemar Roach at the other end? Is our technique good enough? The answer would be no. Are we mentally strong enough? The answer probably would be no. And that again and again and again is happening. We are 20 for two far too many times. We've exposed what is not a bad middle order of shot making players. But you can't play shots when you're 20 for two and the ball's nipping around. And that for me is why England have lost this series. That's why England are in the position they're in. Yes, I agree with Coffee. They've bowled reasonably well and the bowl well on this trip so far but if we go back to when it's tough it's test match cricket it is tough cricket and i do not believe we have been mentally tough enough to weather enough storm and throw enough punches back to the west indies bowlers when they have hit their straps from a consistent period of time i'm sitting next to a man for me played in one of the best teams of the modern era from english cricket they had alistair cook they had andrew strauss they had jonathan trott mental toughness all three of them had it in abundance and i do not believe any of our top five top six from test match point of view mental toughness is there and that's why that's why when you say it's not good enough that's my reasons is why it's not good enough yeah i agree i agree i mean and the one thing those three had they all had a defense and they all trusted it i'm a firm believer that yes there is a time and look we want this england team to be attacking we want them to be confident we want them to be positive of course we do but I find it a bit of a, it's an easy option to just say, oh, we want to go play our game. We've got a natural way of playing. We've got it, that, unfortunately, you, you play the way the test match dictates. You play the way the wicket dictates. If someone's bowling well, you have to get through them. You can't just throw caution to the wind and hope that you get through it. You look at their three innings, out of the four innings, England first innings, Barbados bowled out for 77, 10 for 77. Second innings, they were seven for 79. And the third and the, the second innings here, 9 for 83. 77, 79 and 83. From a team that has the likes of Stokes, Root, Bairstow, Butler, it is just not good enough. And they need to stop making excuses. They need to buckle down and start saying, hang on a minute, we can't just play our natural aggressive attacking game. We have to go back to the drawing board and respect the game. Sometimes we're going to have to sit in. Okay, well, let's let's just um, turn this around a bit and talk about the West Indies because they're uh, a, a cricketing, a, a collection of cricketing islands or regions as they're known as here that that very rarely come together to play at this level. They're only known as West Indies for the sake of cricket, uh, and and it's quite something to see them back playing with such confidence and 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 so organised. We haven't mentioned. The, uh, the recently appointed coach, uh, Richard Pybus, we, we've, we've certainly mentioned Jason Holder a great deal. I, I think when he was first appointed, he was very young, 22 years of age, and he's managed to hold on to his position in the face of enormous problems, really, um, 
various opinion between the islands, a, a lack of cohesion in cricket thinking, a lack of spend on the game of cricket, and yet Holder has hung on, he's believed in his players, and sure enough, he's come good. In fact, Jimmy Adams, who I think is director of cricket, or certainly has a major role, is, is very close to us just having a look at that pitch. Jimmy's a, a very smart guy. I mean, it's, it's, a, it, it's quite a, a thing, isn't it, Goffey, to see West Indies back and playing so well? Yeah, West Indies, I've, I've said, it's almost like that flashback, isn't it? We've seen batsmen who have got that natural flair. They can hit boundaries when they want to. If they need to dig in, they've dig in as well as they've shown here in Antigua. But I tell you what's been impressive, the four fast bowlers have been absolutely magnificent from start to finish in this series. You've got big Shannon Gabriel who runs in and bowls at 90 miles an hour. You've got... Kimar Roach, who's not been that impressive with the new ball, but when he comes back for his second and third spells, he's been outstanding with that late movement away from the left-handers. You've got the young Alsari Joseph, who's been outstanding. Skiddy, wiry, and in adversity, what's happened to his, his mum, sadly, this morning. He ran in today with huge heart and picked up a couple of wickets. And the captain, Jason Older, what can I say? He's just been the magnificent, the best all-rounder in the world. And he deserves every bit of that success. Darren Bravo's come over to say hello. Um, firstly, congratulations on everything you've achieved in the last few weeks. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I think the guys work really hard, um, especially off the field. Um, I think we plan as a team very well and I did think we deserve to win. You must be delighted to have come back into the side and play with so much courage and conviction, particularly in the innings you played here. Yeah, most definitely. I think um, it wasn't an easy wicket to bat on. I believe that you had to spend time out there if you want to get runs under your belt. Um, we had a plan. Um, this, I decided to be the one to stick it out for the team and I thought it worked pretty well and I think psychologically it sent sort of you know, the positive impact on the, for the rest of the players. So, all in all, I think uh, it was a very good team effort and I'm extremely happy. Yeah, and you must be proud of your bowlers. I mean, they, you know, there's a great legend of the 1980s, but I think you're dragging it back here in the year 2019. Yeah, most definitely. I think um, Shannon set a tone in the first test um, when he sort of, you know, bowled pretty fast against Joe Root. And I think that sort of sent a negative impact in, in England dressing room. And I think that is what um, have us in a position we is today. Have you been surprised by this series, A, by the quality of the cricket that you have played, and B, by the lack of quality from England? Um, not really. I think um, talent-wise, uh, we are up there with the best in the world. Um, we just, uh, we're not accustomed you know, taking advantage of when we're in the driver's seat. I think um, the fact that we are planning pretty well and we are practicing exactly what it is we speak about in team meetings, I think it's paying off, so really good to see. Yeah, it looks like Test Cricket's alive and well here now. Yeah, hopefully, and I'm really happy. Well done. We're really full of admiration for that gutsy innings. I bet you're as proud of that 50 as many hundreds you've made in the shorter form of the game. Yeah, definitely. One of my better innings, actually. Um, you know, now coming back into test cricket after two years, so I know I had to spend a lot of time out there in order to feel comfortable again, and that is exactly what I try to do, and I'm pretty happy. Well done. We've got uh, Alzari here, so if, if, you, if you don't mind, I'm just going to go and... Um, Alzari, well done. Obviously, an incredibly difficult last 24 hours for you. Yeah, it was hard, but um, I just had to put that aside and, you know, try to do my best and try the game hard for her. That's all I had to do. No, I was going to say, your bowling today must have been for your mother, really. Yeah, that, I really dedicate this game to her and I thank the guys for all the support they gave to me, you know. The guys are really behind me today, so I thank them for all the support they gave to me. Was there any doubt in your mind about playing this morning? No, no not really. Um, it's a very sad day for me, but um, all I had to do was just relax and play the game. There's nothing she would have wanted more than your quality of bowling today and West Indies win. You know, it's it's really, really hard for me to really even keep thinking about it, but 
I can't really do anything about it now. I can just keep her in my heart and try to be the best that I can be, have a good career just for her. I'll take your mind off her for a minute by talking about the high quality of cricket that you and your players have played. You must be pleased with A, the speed you bowled at, B, the accuracy, and C, the fact that it helped your team win. Well, um, it's been a good three days for the guys, you know. We've been training really hard, putting in a lot of work, so I think the quality is really now showing and we really came good to, on, the, on the day. Listen, I think it's a bit tough for you to talk. We admire you coming to say hello. We congratulate you. Your cricket's pretty high class. Thanks. Thank you for your time. Well done. Well done, Alzari. Absolutely magnificent bowling. I said at the start of the game, if he gets it right on this pitch, it would be absolutely difficult to play against, and he proved it. And what a brave man to go out firstly and bat this morning, then to go out and bowl with everything that's happened to him in the last 12 to 24 hours, and then come out and it just about sums up this West Indies team at a minute and do a live interview with you there, Mark, was absolutely summed up the young man. Uh, absolutely proudest punch for him and pleased for him. Do you know, it, you've, you've made a great point there, Goffey. I, I, it shows um, a, a, an intelligent dressing room. Um, I, 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 he wasn't forced out here. I, I know Phil, who's their media guy, and he wouldn't have forced him out here. He felt he could deal with it. And, and that's very mature, isn't it? Very mature. Do you know something? Even towards the end of my career, I, I don't know if I could have done that. Um, like I say, in Brisbane, it happened to me a very similar situation um, in 1999. And, and, and to come out and do an interview straight after the day's play, um, and the question you asked him there about a, a fitting tribute to his mum to take those wickets and a series win for, um, for the West Indies, it's massive. You can also see that's what he was thinking inside. He did it for his mum. And, Absolutely. Uh, to come out here, it shows what they've got the West Indies. They've got a young man there who's got great maturity, who wants to play cricket with passion for the West Indies. Every single one of them this series has showed huge passion and pride for that shirt. I'm a great believer in, in the importance of captaincy. I know some play it down. Atherton, Mike Atherton is one who, who tends to play it down a bit. I'm a great believer that the, the whole tone of a team is set by it's captain and there's no doubt that Jason Holder is A, dignified, B, super smart and B, is one of the great stayers, isn't he? I mean, he hasn't given in over this incredibly difficult period and now there can't be anybody in cricket feeling more proud than he does. The thing is though, with Jason Holder, it's been amazing really. If you think of all the players that have gone off and played in these T20 tournaments around the world, they've not considered him good enough to play in these T20 uh, tournaments. But it's been great for Jason Holder's development as a test cricketer, and it's been great for the development of West Indies cricket. And the temptation now for him is, but all these franchises will want a bit of Jason Holder. He's the number one all-rounder in the world. But I'll tell you what, if he stays in charge of West Indies cricket, and commits to this great game, Test Cricket, this West Indies team can move forward and he will finish in 10 years' time, wherever it may be, an absolute legend. Some rare young talent was talking to Viv Richards at lunchtime about uh, Shimran Hempmar and uh, to Andy Roberts about uh, Azari Joseph yesterday. Uh, Andy said he's always thought a lot of Kimo Roach, but he never sort of went up a notch and he's sure gone up a notch now. I mean, there's... a 
terrific blend of youth and experience here. Yeah, and they've also had a lot bowling every morning, Mark. I don't know if you've seen him. He bowled in India in the one-day games. I see on Thomas, and he's got tremendous pace. He's just waking, working on his fitness at the moment uh, with Aspert Drakes. He's a big, strong boy. He charges in tall, but he's just lacking a little bit of fitness at the minute. We might actually get to see him in St. Lucia. Um, so... They've got some talented players oh, waiting to game. He's a huge human, isn't he? There's a lot of him. He'd be a frightening sight coming down at you. Absolutely huge human. Well, we've gathered down here now. They're getting ready for the uh, presentation that appears on television, of, of course. There's, there's people everywhere. Uh, the, the English journos are here waiting, of course, to, well, most of all, I think, get to speak to Joe Root, as are we. Um, other radio networks and television networks are here, photographers. Jason Holder's arrived. Um, Joe Rood isn't with Holder. He's actually talking to Sky just a few yards from us. Uh, I'd be interested in who choose, uh, who is chosen as the man of the match. Do you think that uh, the eight-wicket haul in the game for Kimar Roach does it? Um, oh, there's all sorts in there. It could be a team, maybe it could be the captains here, Jason Older. I thought he bowled well in both innings. He batted well as well for a few runs. He got 22. It could be the go for Darren Bravo for 50 off 215 deliveries. Just set up that nice total in the first innings, and that was the difference. But Kemar Roach has been outstanding this series. In his second, his third, and his fourth, well, he hasn't got into his fourth spells, but his second and third spell, he's been out of this world. He's not out here, which is interesting. The only two cricketers out here are um, Holder and Root. At this stage, you would expect the man of the match to be here, um, but he isn't. So maybe you're right. Maybe Holder's captaincy and wickets. Uh, he made a few runs, but it's maybe he's been uh, um, awarded man of the match. I wonder if we can find out. We've got Sam's alongside us here, our producer. Sam, find out who's man of the match for us, Macy. We've so we've got a bit of drizzle too now. There's a, one of the few dark clouds that are clearly filled with rain. It just, it's just, just spitting on us. Oh, right, we've just heard it is Kimar Roach, so I guess Kimar will be coming out. Here he comes now. He's on his way in his, his blue track suit. Um, we've got Matt Pryor and uh, Steve Harmison still down here. We've been talking while you've been making your way down here, guys, a lot about uh, West Indies cricket and what has to be surely the start of the regeneration of what was once a legend people thought it had died people thought it would turn into a, a one-day game only in this country but i'd say that uh, test cricket was back in the caribbean yeah absolutely I, th I think a feature for me was was the ruthlessness of this west indian team you know we've all, we talk a lot about the flair and the fast bowlers and the big shots but actually when west indies got on top this series they haven't let england back into the game or back into into the the game they were playing first that's all this test match back into the series whether it's battle ball they've been been consistent they've been disciplined um, and and I'll go back to that word they've been ruthless which is what you need and it's fantastic to see and with that last shot to win the game over square leg for six they've still got a bit of the old Caribbean what the, the Calypso they have and yeah Mark during the great times it's been going it's a four fast bowlers and what have we seen at Barbados and at Antigua four fast bowlers not given any ounce of let up when the new bowler comes on it's been breathtaking. It's been brilliant to watch, to be fair. Now, we're going to be talking to Joe Root in a minute, to Goffey and I. He's now doing his second interview. This is the one with television. Darren Ganger is hosting that. So he's come from Ian Ward at Sky to Darren Ganger. Then he'll come to us. Then he'll go 
to the press guys. So it's a grueling time for a captain who's been beaten. Let me tell you, it's it's not an easy time for any cricketer at the end of uh, of a hammering like England have been through. But for Joe Root, it's going to be very hard for him to justify um, some of the things that have happened in this game. But most particularly, Goffey, the level of the batting. Well, it is, and it's something that needs to be answered. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about preparation with a modern-day cricketer now with the amount of T20 cricket to play. Test cricket seems to be shoved to the back of the queue, and there's, there's a lack of preparation. Well, here's Joe now. Um, Joe, very difficult game for you. Your thoughts? Yeah, it is difficult. Um, you know, you're not going to win many games when you score less than 200 twice. Um, simple as that, really. I, th I think it we've got to improve with the bat we've got to find ways of making bigger scores especially first innings uh, in these conditions I, I must say I, I thought the way we bowled was you know it was, it was a fantastic effort credit to the West Indies he found a way to get through that um, managed some very difficult periods and some some high quality spells of bowling um, so it's frustrating it's disappointing uh, but we've got to make sure that we we find some answers for that last test match in a short space of time you've seen both sides of this fence you've finished in Sri Lanka and I've never seen you happier and we talked a lot about the the, the, the the positive adventurous approach that you were promoting are you now wondering if in certain circumstances and we've seen them here in the Caribbean that needs a rethink I don't think we've been overly aggressive when we've played um, I think times you know, probably slightly tentative and that might have might have worked against us. I also think at times we, we could have absorbed pressure better. Um, but credit has to go to the West Indies. They exploited these conditions. I've, I've been very bowler favourable throughout this series so far. And I think their batting group has, has managed to find ways of scoring um, scoring runs when, when, it's, when they're up against it. Whether it be you know, absorbing huge amounts of pressure every now and again. Um, you know, taking some, some positive options on. Maybe not as as frequently as you might see in, in the modern test game, but um, you know, they've, they've managed some difficult periods very well. Do you know something though, Joe, with a, with a bat, and we all know we've got some very talented cricketers in England, we've got some very talented is here, out here in the West Indies, but we seem to be just having these collapses where it's a lack of responsibility at the crease and we're throwing our innings away. I know we try to be positive, but we've seen the West Indies have shoulders really out about on this type of wicket. Yeah, look, as I said, I think it is necessarily guys going out there and you know trying to hit fours and sixes from ball one. I think you know they, these it is very challenging conditions. At times, we we might need to tighten up slightly on our defences um, and find ways of just getting through a spell. Um, but it's very very easy to to look into these two games off the back of such a strong year of cricket for this team. Um, of course, you go all around the world and things are very different everywhere you go. And the signs of really good teams are ones that manage that really well. We've got a chance to, for this last test match, learn as much as we can from the two experiences we've had so far in this series and try and put that right. We go back to the start of the game. I mean, did you, did you face four when you lost the toss? It did look a good toss to win, didn't it? It does, yeah, especially in hindsight. I definitely would have bowled, as I said then. Um, but still, you've got to find find ways of um, getting yourself in the game and you, you, it, on hindsight you're looking at maybe you know, 230, 240 could have been a really good score that first innings um, and could have really put them under pressure at certain points throughout that, that second innings in this match um, but credit to the West Indies they, they've played some really good stuff throughout.
And Joe, the modern day player again, uh, with the tournaments all around the world, I, I understand totally why guys going around and playing these. I'd have done exactly the same thing. But do we need just that little bit more preparation to adjust to the type of wickets you're going to be playing on in different countries? That's a you know, that's a question that needs to be asked to the ICC or whoever organises all of these different tournaments and you know the, the Test game, international cricket in general. Um, such a big, heavy schedule now. I think it's very important that guys get those opportunities to go and play in those tournaments because they learn they come back better players for it it's a great experience and we've seen a number of guys come back into our teams and and you know, really flourish at international cricket across the board every team's in the same boat there that you don't really get many sides that come out and spend three weeks in preparation for for a series and get two first class games in so it's it's part and parcel of of the cycle that we are currently in in international cricket and uh, as long as that stays the same we've just got to find ways of managing that really well I, th I think it'd be a poor excuse to to use um, coming into this series six days till St Lucia six days till St Lucia cheers I'll see you there okay <laughs> thanks Joe <laughs> quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Uh, I was hoping he'd tell us what he was going to do. I would, I would have phrased that differently. I thought he'd say, yeah, well, we're going to have to knuckle down. Actually, sometimes I think you're better off getting away from it for a day, a day or two. I, I, I'm not sure I'd be rushing into hardcore practice, but I do think they've got to rethink how they approach batting 
mentally, don't you think so, boys? And Matt well, Pryor still here with me. Just, and just before too. Matt comes in, because I'm sure he's got a great point to make on, on, on the batting here, but what I would be doing now if I were Joe Root, right, we've got all the hierarchy here, we've got Colin Graves here, we've got Tom Harrison here, we've got Ashley Giles here, we've got the chairman of selectors here, we've got the coach here, we've got a captain here. They should all be getting together and finding a way and, and, and try and get together and picking the right side for certain conditions. We have picked the wrong team two tests in a row. Right? We have seen, it's quite obvious on this pitch, but we've lacked that tall baller. We've lacked that natural pace. Broad got left out in Barbados. He's been the best bowler. Hang on, here, hang on. why have we picked the wrong team here? Who would you have had in the side here? Well, we wouldn't have had Sam Cannon. I would have Mark Wood. We had to have a pacing. That's the only thing that's been lacking from our team. And Mark Wood's our quickest bowler. Without a doubt, there's not even a competition. OK, but with there are selectors chosen to do that job. You wouldn't have the chairman and the and the... CEO picking the side no but they all get together the communication that's what it's all about communication between everyone isn't it uh, we'll come back to that Trevor Bayliss has come to have a chat um, we've just been talking to Joe uh, it, it's very difficult to know what to say other than that isn't good enough well exactly I mean especially our batting was you know below par not just in this match but uh, obviously the, the first test match as well you know it's, it's very difficult for the bowlers then to back up um, you know trying to play catch up you know, to such small first innings targets. You know, if we'd have, we could have even eked out another 100 runs in that first innings and taken our catches, you know, we could quite possibly have gone into the second innings with a 100-run with a lead as well. But always playing catch-up, it's very difficult. Do you think that the approach to the batting is too gung-ho? Um, well, sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. You know, I, I thought some of our shots have been very loose. Um, you, know, you could tell, like today, there were some of the guys out there trying to do the right thing, but on this type of a wicket, you know, the, your number was up uh, sometimes. Um, you know, we've copped some criticism at different times because we've been maybe a little too uh, gung-ho at, at times, but I think a lot of these uh, situations where we've lost wickets, we've actually been um, very tentative. Um, we, you know, our footwork hasn't been great, um, our decision-making hasn't been great, and then, we, and, you know, we've... We've been caught in the crease, um, yeah, throw our hands at the ball, that type of thing. Do you think uh, we've not adapted to the conditions? I mean, we've seen with that extra bounce, the batsmen have looked a little bit shell-shocked and the West Indies have found a way to score and accumulate runs. Uh, definitely. I think the, uh, you know, we've, we've come from Sri Lanka where um, you know, the wickets were low and slow and we adapted there beautifully. Um, here on these two wickets we've played on, obviously in this latest one, a fair bit of bounce and a probably unusual bounce off a off a length um, and we have we haven't adapted well to that uh, to that extra bounce and I think I think there was a lot of dismissals today that probably that extra bounce was in the back of our mind and we were out to uh, out to fuller balls at the stumps um, on this you mentioned one other subject we have to touch on uh, the catching I mean uh, I see how hard you practice <laughs> the guys take blinders when you run it off to them and the ball comes at them quick and you know all the things you should be doing you're doing can, can you put your finger on that Look, look, most of the catches we dropped are in the slips. I think you know, we've got some very good catches, but there's a difference between being good catches and being good slip fielders. You know, the very best slip fielders are the guys that can be standing there for three or four hours and, and still be concentrating and, and then take the blinder after three or four hours. Um, you know, I think if you, you looked at most of our guys in the slips, put them one-on-one -on -one and get a, you know, you know, give them 20 catches, they'll, they'll catch most of them. Um, as I said, I think most of the time when we do drop catches, it's maybe after we haven't scored any runs and we're thinking about our, our batting possibly. Um, but I, I think it gets down to concentration. It's always easier to look back after the game, uh, Barbados and Antigua, but do you think we got the selection right in both games? 
Well, looking back on the on, on the first one in hindsight, I mean, it's uh, first first of all, I mean, you expect the guys that you pick to actually play well, and I think if everyone we pick plays to their ability every single time, there's ne never a selection issue. Um, you look back in hindsight, maybe in the first one, um, obviously Stuart not playing, that could have been something that we uh, that we, if he'd have played, might have made a difference. Um, if he'd have bowled well, um, but uh, here I, you know, I, I'm not sure there's uh, too much else we could have done. We we made the change at the top of the order with the uh, the batting. Um, yeah, and that hasn't worked out either. Last one, Trevor. You've got six days until St. Lucia. Might you consider a, a more conservative approach to batting? Um, well, what, what I want to see is the art, yeah, the art of batting. Um, a bat for a long time. You've, uh, we've, we've said before about being in a good positive frame of mind, and that means making good decisions, good footwork, good defence, leave the ball well, rotate the strike, and when the bad ball comes along, you put it away for four. That's the answer then. Thank you, thank you very much, Trev. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, Very difficult for them to know what to say, isn't it? We're just waiting on uh, Jason Holder, who you won't be surprised to hear. He's got a few people chasing him. The English press are now crowded around Joe Root, who's in his fifth interview, I've got to tell you. Um, and um, it must be hard, hard, hard. But part of, part of the gig, though, isn't it? Well, he's going to take some stick, Joe Root, tomorrow, and he's going to take it on the chin because he's had some praise. We beat the series win against India, the series winning against Sri Lanka, and he took all the plaudits. But this series, Matt, it's just not been good enough. It hasn't been good enough. I think Joe Root will take the stick as England captain. He always will. But I genuinely believe this batting lineup needs to be... <laughs> they're all in it together. They have underperformed massively. Uh, and they need to take responsibility. They cannot keep making the excuse of, oh, it's a, you know, we're a bit tentative because we weren't attacking enough. And it, that's absolute rubbish. They didn't have a, a sound enough defence. And that just comes down to basics, basics of batting. Now, I think Trevor Bayliss summed it up perfectly there. He wants to see the art of batting. And you can be positive in defence. You can. Your footwork needs to be crisp. It needs to be clear. Look at the best batsmen that have played the game. Crisp footwork, good in defence. Leave well. Put the bad ball away. That is positive. But what do you guys? What do you say to the argument that we were offered, really, quite clearly by Joe and touched upon by Trevor, that that perhaps we were too tentative. The England batsmen were too tentative. Is that? Oh, well, hang on. I'll come back to that because I'm trying to get my head around that. Kimar Roach is coming over. He gave us a lovely interview yesterday. The super guy. He's uh, become a master of swing. Um, wow, you enjoyed that, didn't you? I definitely enjoyed that one. Uh, great win at home. I was here in front of your fans. I guess the number two side in the world, England. Fantastic feeling. You, you, I know how old you are, but you look about 22. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, I've been working hard on the nets, obviously. I'm feeling good myself. My, my gym work, everything that's been perking for the last 12 months. So I'm just feeling good about myself and obviously it's good to perform for the West Indies. Give out another four wickets in the second innings. We talked to you the other day about just keep taking wickets. But I'll tell you what, one little criticism, one thing you want to actually get better at is but with a new ball, you seem to be not taking the wickets you would expect. But as soon as you come back for your second and third spell, you're just taking wickets at will. Is there a reason for that? Uh, I prefer the old ball, honestly. I prefer the old ball. Um, I control the old ball much better. Obviously, once I get the one side shined up, I obviously work with it. I'm obviously always in the game, so it's a good feeling, as I said. Home series win, amazing, amazing. Yeah, and your captain has just come to join us now with a fair bit of decent wine, I've got to tell you, <laughs> all over him, I think. I'm not sure it's been wasted, but it's certainly not all been drunk. Um, that must be as good a feeling as you could imagine. Yeah, an excellent feeling, you know, credit to the boys. And you know, I think everyone, you know, really put up their hands, you know, everybody performed their role and, you know, we had an excellent team performance. 
And and these guys have seriously come to the party for you, haven't they? Have you ever seen Kimo Bowl with quite such control and brilliance? I've seen it in the past, you know, I think we had a little de debate in the dressing room about who's better in teams and himself, Jerome Taylor, Fidel Edwards, you know, and um, I think most of the well, majority of the dressing room said Kimari, you know, and he just showed, showed way today, you know, um, excellent performance, you know, I think his spell after T was exceptional, it really turned the game for us, you know, put us in the driver's seat. And a, and a special mention for El Sadi Joseph, I mean, it was a big ass for him to come out today, devastated for the young boy, and I wish his family the best, but the way he came in and ran in for you in that first spell was excellent. Yeah, absolutely excellent, you know, credit to him, you know, at the start of the day we obviously got the news that his mum had passed away, you know, it was it was a hard time for everybody, you know, because we all felt it, you know, it happened to be here a couple of years ago when, and I, and I, and I went to visit her, um, she wasn't doing well at that time and, you know, she fought through, um, but then to get the news this morning, you know, I felt, it was touching for me personally because I, I had obviously seen her and come into contact with her, uh, but then obviously the guys just really rallied, rallied together and at the start of the day, we huddled together and said that this day was for her, um, you know, credit to Alzari, you know, I don't think a lot of people would have been able to come and play, um, but credit to him for, for coming on the field and performing for West Indies. Sometimes it's difficult to define team spirit. Um, obviously, when you're winning, team spirit is easier than when you're losing. But I think Alzari's performance, both mentally and physically, has summed up what you're trying to put together. A, a really a, a great sense of unity, of possibility, and under the fact that in the end, cricket's a wonderful game to be playing, so you might as well enjoy it. Yeah, exceptional, you know, um, at the end of the, the year, like, well, I ended last year, you know, we had a tough tour of Bangladesh, you know, I wasn't there personally, but, you know, the reports from the dressing room that everybody had a, a really serious heart-to-heart -heart chat. And I think it started from there, you know, we always wanted to bring a bit more honesty in the dressing room and be able to tell people exactly what we're feeling and, and, and people, t people take it on the chin. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really good to see the boys, you know, maturing in a, in a, in a lot of ways and you know, being able to accept criticism and, you know, move forward as one. And, and, and as a team, as an individual, Kimar, is this your biggest win as an individual, or the biggest series? Definitely my biggest win, obviously, at home. I just sat against England, the number three side in the world. Obviously, we've played at Joe Road, Bearstow, um, Stokes. <laughs> I think it's a fantastic feeling, as I said. Um, the guys really work hard and we come up with the win. Obviously, one more game to go. We're going to work hard and obviously come up hard again and St. Lucia. He's only a tiny thing, isn't he? Look at him. He's just a slip of a lad. You're about the size and build that Malcolm Marshall was when he was just, just a lad and he, he could bowl a bit too. But, but I, what, what's that? Malcolm was smaller than me. No Give way. No of course way. he was. I've, Nonsense. I played against Malcolm Marshall. <laughs> I lived with him. No <laughs> You're yeah, talking nonsense. Um, uh, I, I just, can I just hold on to you for one second do you feel that this is the start of something special that you've got it right now and you can move on from this to be a really impressive top-notch test side to be honest i felt that way from before um you know we probably didn't get the results we were looking for in terms of winning series um but you know we've, we've beaten top season in the last year and a half and we've performed you know exceptionally well in terms of what we've done in the past and, and transitioning that to, to a few more test wins uh we've drawn a few more test matches as well and i could see that we were putting something together um it's just a matter now just clinching more series you know and, and being able to to beat big sides and i think Today showed exactly what we've got in the tank. Um, today showed um, that we can come together as a side and we can come together as a region. You know, I just think it's a situation where we, we must not just rest on this and we just must build on it. Um, but hopefully this is definitely a turning point in, in West Indies cricket. And the way England have batted against uh, the four quick bowlers of the West Indies this series so far, you'll be opening St Lucia, you get a similar wicket to you've had in the first two. Oh, definitely, obviously. St Lucia offers a lot of bounce as well. Um, so it's going to be a tough test match there for them as well. So obviously, Four quicks again, put the ball in the right areas and hopefully get some wickets 
Okay. Uh, he's in charge now. He's taken over as captain. <laughs> that's, that's the plan for the next case. Got nothing to do with you at all, Jason. Well done. Fantastic performance here. You must be looking. You must be looking forward to St. Lucia. Yeah, definitely looking forward to St. Lucia. Um, if I'm able to play, I think we were a little slow in terms of our will rate. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed there. But if not, you know, I'd back the guys to, to get the job done. Oh, well, I hope you do play. That would be a shame. It happened to Faf Duplessis the other day, didn't it? He couldn't play. And thank you both for your time. We appreciate it very much. Congratulations on a, a stellar performance. Terrific cricket and very good to watch. And enjoy Shirley Heights tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we, that's a joyous thing, isn't it, to see those two guys. I mean, this Kimar Roach, what a character he is, isn't he? Oh, he's a beauty. When he backs himself. Listen, when he, as a fastballer, um, Army knows what it's like. When you take him wickets, you're full of confidence. You think you're king of the world. And you get out there and every time you got the ball in your hand you think you're going to take wickets but a couple of bad games and trust me he'll soon be back down to earth brief answers here boys very important match for england now in st lucia for for so many reasons um can they pull off a win i'm not sure they can i think barbados took a hell of a lot out of them coming into this test match and you've seen it and i think england are as as close to rock bottom as you could possibly get Matt? Yeah, the batsmen have got some serious soul-searching. I think they're going to have to have to sit down and have some honest conversation. Uh, and, and again, as Trevor Bayliss said, we want to see in St Lucia the art of batting from that top seven and eight. Goffey? Well, I, I think we can come back in St Lucia. Uh, I think we have to. I mean, for England's sake, moving forward, we've got a big summer ahead. It's the biggest summer of all. We've got a World Cup and we've got the Ashes. We need to find a way of scoring runs. We're going to come up against four quicks when we play Australia and South Africa next winter. Guess what? It's going to be another four quicks. So we need to deal with this situation we've got and very quickly. Any changes to the side, do you think? I would say there'll be definitely changes to the side. It'll be interesting to see how Ben Fawkes pulls up with his hand, but I think Mark Wood could possibly come, and even Chris Walks could come into the side. OK, well, the news from uh, Antigua is that England have been hammered here, beaten by 10 wickets, bowled out for 132 in the second innings. We thank Steve Harmison, Matt Pryde, Darren Goff, and all of our team at the ground. The news is that West Indies have taken the series. Goodbye. the shoulder of the bat and what a catch what a catch Shay Hope has taken it at third slip off the rebound from the man in the gully even in the air and put down an extra cover just carried to Rory Burns Rawls bowling for that outswinger what that can't be a catch dropped 98 that 98, 98 catches 98 put catches down. dropped as well wow. in his career England have to have a perfect day an absolutely perfect day Moeen is in. Bravo is in behind this one, pushing into the onside, and they will take a single to take Darren Bravo to 50. He comes down, the pitch misses, and it's stumped. Johnny Bairstow does the business, and the West Indies innings is over, and Bravo's vigil is over. They have been bowled out for 306. First bowling change, Jason Holder, and he will bowl around the wicket to Rory Burns, and Rory Burns is England are going to need Joe Root to stand up here and I think they're going to need somebody to bat around. In goes Altari Joseph and Root's got himself in a tangle now it's gone through to the wicketkeeper and they're all appealing. Is there any element of review it? And they are reviewing it. There's yeah. an edge, there's a touch. So I'll be coming back to you on the field. Can you give it out? Thank you. Joseph goes in and bowls in! Denley's left it! Well if they're in trouble before, they are definitely taking on water now.
they're 59 for four, still trailing by 60. Right, there's Lapold in! Inside edge, Stokes driving through extra cover, has dragged it on. Goodness sake, every every time with 50 for five, 100 for five, 20 for two. Rich game. Got Foul straight and quite good enough for Moinelli. England are collapsing. Hold it, goes in, right arm over. Just Butler's been caught in front and it's out. LBW. And England's last chance of having anything in this test match has just gone with Joss Butler. The West Indies will need just 14 runs. Take an unassailable 2-0 lead. Here's Jimmy Anderson. New over, short and pulled away by Campbell for the winning runs. He punches the air in celebration. The West Indies have beaten England by 10 wickets. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.